In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, turn your Bibles to the book of James tonight, please. Look at James in your Bible. In chapter 1. James is right after Hebrews. Trying to help Brother Dave out. All right. And let's go ahead. We'll read, start reading verse number 2. James chapter 1, verse number 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. And abradeth not, and it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed. Verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it wherewith the grass and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth, so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. I love the book of James. I think it's one of the more practical books in our Bible, and that it gives us a lot of help I feel like in everyday life I don't think there's a day that we go through that we don't go through temptations we don't go through difficulties or or the the temptation to sin or to fall away and we pray in the morning God please help me to love you to serve you to do what's best and and then throughout the day we kind of that that spiritualness kind of like fades away and we find ourselves vulnerable and sometimes we find ourselves weak and we have to be careful, obviously, of how we conduct ourselves throughout the day, and um, we need to differentiate. We need to be able to differentiate what a trial and a temptation is. And God puts us through trials. God doesn't put us through temptations. I think that's important to say right off the bat. It's like the devil tempts us to sin. God does not tempt us to sin. But God has purpose for trials, and every Christian will go through struggles and with difficulties and. How we handle those situations determines our true character. It doesn't matter how well you do any test. I feel like a written test is all good when it comes to driving, right? You want to do well on the written test. You want to know all the knowledge. There's a lot of people who pass the written test throughout their driving, and you're wondering how in the world did they pass the written test with how they are conducting themselves in the vehicle. I digress. And so, how we, how we prove ourselves on a day-to-day is what shows our true character. An athlete can practice all day long. You can go through the drills. I get, yesterday, t- uh, Monday, Tuesday, I'm getting ready to play golf tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's a big day for me in my life. 
I'm going to play my first time ever playing 18 holes of golf. I am extremely nervous. And so Monday, Tuesday, yesterday, I'm out there on the golf range. I'm really working on my swing, trying to get the motion right. And it doesn't matter how well I do on the driving range. It all goes into show on to play tomorrow. So I'll let you know how I do. But so what happens in the time of trial shows our character, shows our testing. One of the best tests for Christian maturity is tribulation, is to go through difficult times. Sometimes we have to go through difficult times. Trials not only reveal our faith, but they also develop our faith and our Christian character. So what is our attitude going to be when we go through trials in our life? Look at verse number 2. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So what is God's purpose in trials? It's the perfection of Christian character in his children. So, first of all, when it comes to how do we conduct ourselves is to have a joyful attitude when we go through trials. And that is a very difficult thing to do when we go through trials is to be joyful going through them. It's not an easy thing. It's difficult. But it's, God is doing something within the trial. We just have to see the bigger picture. Um, so, what do we do when trials come into our life? Well, we have a lot of things can go on in our mind. We have the mentality of, okay, well, I want to quit now. I want to quit serving God. Or maybe I should complain. Or I'll just become lazy in how I conduct myself. Or we can say, well, I'm going through a trial right now in my life. And this is a time of to overcome it. I'm going to overcome. If God's going to put me through a trial, then I'm going to do it by the grace of God. And God's going to help me because God's always there. We think because we're going through tough times that that God leaves himself because we're going through a more difficult time. That God's only there when the blessings are falling down. The blessings of God was on the life of Job when life was good. But the blessings of God were also there, and God was still there with Job, and we, even though he was going through a difficult time when devil was getting to him. We have to, have, we have to understand that God's always there, when and when not we feel like it. Look at verse number 2 in your Bible. Let's kind of just do some little studying here. It is Wednesday night Bible study. It says, My brother counts all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. So what does that mean? Diverse simply means various, so a variety. And temptations means adversity or testing. So what, what the author here is saying to us is be joyful when you go through a variety of testings in your life. You will all go through testings. Have joy through them. There are some people that can miraculously just have joy no matter what season of life they're in. And we look at that and we say, how do you do that? How can you have joy even though you're going through a difficult time in your life? That, may not be, that doesn't mean that they don't have moments of weakness, but they have joy. And you're saying, how is that possible but God? 
that God gave them that supernatural joy because they're counting it all joy no matter what season of life they're in. And so the blessings, there are blessings that come when we face trials and testing and adversity in our life. Look at verse 3. It says, Knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh what? Patience. What is that? Endurance. Brother Rob's sitting here tonight. Brother Rob's about to go through camp. It's going to be pretty intense, right? Going to be, Brother, Brother Rob's going to come out of here and it's going to be all muscular, you know? It's about, very much so in shape. And uh, it's going to put us all to shame. But you know what? Brother Rob has a month of endurance to go through. And he has to push through that. I've seen documentaries on TV of, when I was a kid, I was fascinated with the Army and just everything to do with it, and Navy SEALs especially. And man, the intense training they would go to be, to be a Navy SEAL. And how many would quit because they didn't have the endurance to go through it. Well, in a Christian life, many of us want to join up for the Christian army. And we're all in for Jesus Christ. And we got our Bibles and we're bringing our family to church. Then the trials come and come crashing down our life. And then there we are. We're leaving. We're quitting. This is just too difficult for us. A lot of people sign up to join the army, but a lot of people quit halfway through. And the same thing is in a Christian life. I think Ms. Valerie said it tonight. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. You want to finish strong, right? And so in a Christian life, you've got to start. you got to Start strong and just finish strong. You got to keep going for Jesus Christ. And so the, when we go through trials, and we're, but we're facing it with a joy, we're going to have, it's working in us patience and endurance. One of the most dangerous prayer requests I believe you could have is that of asking for patience. Because <laughs> why? Because God is going to bring some moments to practice that patience in your life. How are we going to handle it? Just sit in traffic. Amen, Mrs. Enya? <laughs> Nothing like it. Verse 4. Look at, the, look at the beginning of verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work. That's maturity. Maturity. A kid doesn't have to go through a whole lot because it's very reliant on their parents. But as they get older, teenage years, especially into the young adult years, now going into college, you're learning a lot more of being mature. And you're, you're growing up. And sometimes life has to hit you pretty hard before you grow up before you mature. And sometimes God has to do things in our life to make us more, more mature. And, uh, and the end game of trials and through tribulations in our life is just to be more conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. And so as we go through trials in our life, it's making us more of a mature and more of a complete Christian. We're, we're just the clay. And God is, God is the potter. God's molding us into what He wants us to be. When He goes through trials, He's just molding us into what he wants us to be. Verse number four. That ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. What he's saying here is that. So the blessings of facing trials with joy. Is that we be patient. That we're having endurance. That we're becoming more mature. And that we're being perfect. And, and here it's saying full entire. Um, when you see the word there. Perfect and entire. That means. Full in development. There comes to a point where you just become as tall as you're going to be. I'm five foot ten, and I'm going to stay five foot ten. In fact, many years from now, I'm probably going to shrink a little bit. But I'm full in what my height is going to be. I highly doubt I will get any taller. Although I always wanted to be six foot tall, and that was my dream. I I fell short just by a couple inches, and so I'm full in development. 
God wants us to be full as a Christian, full of the Holy Spirit. All of us are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, but then God wants us to be full in it. And in verse number 12, if you jump down there, we don't have time to go into this, but it also says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. That's a whole different, another sermon, another study about the crowns that we will cast at Jesus' feet when we get to heaven. And one of them, one of them is that we will have the crown of life. We think of our missionaries are going through a lot right now. You think of Brother, uh, Brother Paul Kampu in India. I remember praying for Brother Joel Desser just a month ago and um, being in bondage where he was and being held. And so you think about those missionaries and the struggles they're going through. I believe that those two gentlemen are going to have a crown of life when they get to heaven someday. I just fully believe that. There's a lot of pastors, a lot of Christians who had to endure, had to go through a lot of temptations and a lot of trials in their life, but had joy and loved him, loved Jesus Christ through it all. We're going to have that crown of life. And Christian, we can have that. And so, second of all, we, when it comes to what to do with trials, is that we have a joyful attitude. And second of all, look at verse number five. Another thing God's trying to do is get us closer to Him, I believe, when we go through trials. Sometimes when the blessings come, it's easy to kind of slip away from God. But when life gets difficult, that's when we find ourselves more of our, more of our needs and more time praying to Him. Verse number 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Verse number 6, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. And so secondly, is first of all, have a joyful attitude, and secondly, have a deeper prayer life when we go through trials in our life. Have a deeper prayer life. Get closer to God. Find ourselves praying to God and wanting to get closer to God and, and asking God. Sometimes we go through trials and we say, God, why? Why is this happening to me now? God, don't you know what's about to happen in my life? This isn't the time, God. And we ask God, well, God is God of omniscience. He's all-knowing. He knows what your tomorrow holds. You and I are not promised tomorrow. We don't know what a day may bring forth, but the one who created you does. And he knows what's tomorrow. And if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You lack, we all lack in something, whether it's wisdom and knowledge. And God gives us knowledge. We, we open up our Bibles and we say, man, what is this talking about? Well, did you ask God for help before you read your Bible? Did you go through life? Did you start your day off with God? Did you start your day off with, in the Word? Did you start your day off in prayer? How did you, how did you start the day? And so if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to everybody. God is, does not... Um, God gives it to every single person. God does not discriminate of who he gives it to and who he does. And there's no elect here tonight that get God's special wisdom. Everybody can get God's wisdom. Verse number 6 tells us, let him, but let him ask of faith, nothing wavering. So what does that mean by that? What is, what is James trying to tell us here? Is that we don't be double-minded in how we think, going back and forth with belief and unbelief. Because why? For he that wavereth 
is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. That means we go through trials of life and God, I believe you. I think you can help me. And there's times we say, God, you can't help me. Yeah, this is, this is impossible. And we kind of put God in this little box, right? And say, God, you can do this because I can see you doing that. But you can't do this because that's just too difficult. And we say, we're telling God what he can and cannot do when God is God. I think we sometimes forget that we serve and we live for the creator of everything. The God who can move a mountain if he wanted to. And so don't, don't waver in your faith. Why? Because a double-minded man, somebody who wavers, verse number 7 tells, him, tells us, to let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So a double-minded Christian is not going to receive the blessings according to verse number 7. God wants you to have faith in him. God wants you to believe in him. And then verse number 8 tells us a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't you know Christians who are unstable? Why is that? It's because they're wavering in their faith. They're not trusting God fully. They're not, they haven't given God everything. They've maybe given God some, but they haven't given God everything that they're supposed to give to God. And they're not receiving the blessings of God like they should. Their life isn't as stable as it should. Look, keep your finger here. Look at, look at Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16 in your Bibles, and look at verse number 13. Luke 16, 13 reads... Very famous verse. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot living for Jesus Christ. You're going to be unstable. You want to live a stable life that's, well... (laughs) It's getting all in for God. Or you say, you know what? I want to live on a stable life. Let me have both feet in the world. Because eventually one, one foot will slip to the other. And so what is your life going to be? So faith, faith in God will always lead to stability. That doesn't mean a stable life in the sense of your job or your home situation. But it means that God is going to always be there. God's always going to help you. And so... You think about it, the greatest enemy to yourself and to your answered prayer life is unbelief. You don't want to have, if you want to have prayer requests answered, then don't waver in your faith when you go to God. But if you want to not receive God's blessing, then don't go to him and believe. A lot of you had prayer requests tonight. And I guess sometimes it can be difficult and you pray for the same prayer request week after week after week after week after week. And you say, man, this isn't getting answered. You know, when I first asked for this prayer request, I had so much faith in it. But now it's just, it's been a while. So you know what? I'll say it. I'll say my prayer request, but my belief has dwindled that this is going to happen. Whether that's an illness, whether it's a salvation request, whether it's a situation that's and a very serious unspoken that you maybe prayed for for a while. It's after a time, after praying for something, we find ourselves with that prayer request becoming, having less faith in that. 
because you know what? If God hasn't answered to this point, it's just not going to happen. But also, I think many of you can testify here tonight of God answering prayer requests after years of prayer. After years. I think a lot of people have answered prayer requests because they have faith when it comes to their prayer requests. And sometimes I believe that a lot of prayer requests aren't answered because they're just not asked in faith anymore. Whether it's asked out of redundancy or it's, or it's not even prayed anymore, it's we still need to have faith in, what, in how we give our prayer requests. And so when we go through trials, you have to think about it a little bit differently than the average person would think about it. Because you and I are, are in a totally different ballpark in the sense of we are in a spiritual warfare. We think about things differently. We think about things, the, things in life spiritually. We look at the world. We look at the economy. We look at the government. We look at the stock market. We look at it. And we should be looking at it in the eyes of Jesus Christ, in the eyes of, in light of the word of God. And thinking, well, I have faith. I can't have faith in the stock market. My 401k, who knows what's going to happen to that. But I'm building up treasures in heaven. And I can have faith in that, that that's going to happen. So God's purpose for trials is to ultimately benefit us, is to help us. And God doesn't put us through trials our whole life. And God, but God, maybe God will put you in seasons of your life in trials and so what should you do, Christian, is that first of all, you need to have a joyful attitude when you go through it. Trials are from the Lord. Temptations are not from the Lord. Trials are from God. And God is in control. Like I mentioned, you think about Job. and In order for Job to go through what he did, the devil had to get permission from God to do it. So you think about your life and you're saying, why is this happening? God allowed it. It's kind of a humbling thought, you think about it. That God allowed this to happen in your life. And, I, and something can be extremely difficult to go through. I think what Job had to go through was extremely difficult. I don't know if I could have gone through what Job did. I think Job's just such a better man than I am. But God, at the end of the day, didn't, didn't at the end of Job say that he received double the amount of blessings that he did beforehand? Why? It's because Job got that crown of life. Job loved God through the whole thing. And so have a joyful attitude when you go through trials. And secondly, this is an opportunity where God is perhaps saying to you, have a deeper prayer life. Talk to me more. I think that's what God's telling you. Sometimes we don't get close to people in our life unless something happens tragically. Unfortunately, a guy in my work his brother was found dead in his apartment. And he has a large family. It's a, I think it's, it's about 12 siblings all together. So there's many of them. And I was talking to him the other day. And he goes, you know, this is, this is now a good time where I think we're all trying to get together now at least once a year to kind of the whole family to come together and just spend more time together. And it kind of was the eye-opening. Sometimes things in life ha- happen and we kind of have a realization of, oh, man, I need, I need, to, get, I need to get closer to God. I haven't been as close to God as I have been. I've been kind of settling. I've been kind of becoming lukewarm. And so this is an opportunity now in your life to have a deeper prayer life. So asking a couple of questions is, what trials are you facing right now that you need to ask God wisdom for? What is God trying to teach you through your trials? What's the end game? God has a plan through it all, so what is it? And 
is your prayer life and your Bible reading life the way it should be? Uh, the very popular quote, you are as close to God as you want to be. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. And so this is an opportunity now for you to now draw closer to your creator, to your savior. And um, this is what the purpose of our trials is. And it's a difficult thing to go through, but there's a reason for it all. God always has a purpose, and God always has a plan. And sometimes we just have to sit back and just trust God. And so when we go through trials, Christian, it's easy to become weary. It's easy to go to, un- to kind of fold up, to kind of quit. But don't. This is when you really get to have your spiritual muscles on. This is really when you get to endure it, and God will then, there is the light at the end of the road. And God, there is a reason for it at all. And no matter what you're going through, and you know your heart, what's happening in your life right now, or what's happened before in your past, or maybe what's coming ahead, just remember to have faith in God. Let's go to the Lord in a prayer. Lord, we love you, Father. We thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for how relevant it is, Lord, how um, it is, Lord, for us to know. And God, I pray, Lord, that you help us all to draw closer to you, to love you, Father. Love you. Praise the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and take an offering.